720 WGN high atop Chicago in the Skyline studio here on a great food holiday. It's great to have some incredible food from the heartland and also an Emmy Award winner, best-selling cookbook writer and star of the hit show Girl Meets Farm on the Food Network, the one and only Molly Ye. Welcome to WGN. Happy Thanksgiving. Ooh, happy Thanksgiving. Now, of course, we're based right here, the heart of Chicago, right on the lakefront. We reach 38 states in Canada, but we have a huge agricultural radio history with Orion Samuelson, Max Armstrong. I'm sure we get out to Minnesota, North Dakota, some of the places where you and the family are right now. But you have Chicago area roots. So here on WGN on Thanksgiving, kind of share some of that, some of uh, some of your yeah. local street cred. Gosh, I feel like I am at home right now, driving in Chicago traffic, listening to the radio. I just love hearing your accent. <laughs> um, it just feels so comforting and nostalgic for me right now. But yeah, like I, I moved not too far from Chicago. I went deeper into the cold. So I moved north to northern Minnesota where, yeah, it's even colder than Chicago, but it's so cozy. We already have a bunch of snow, and today is the perfect holiday because it's all of the food you could ever want to eat when it is 40 degrees below zero. <laughs> yeah, and I guess, so you were born in, like, Glenview, right? That's one of the things I saw on, on yeah. the bio. When you look at the drone footage from the show, it seems like you're, you're out in the middle of nowhere. You're like an oasis of civilization in a farm field. So it's kind of... It's a little it, bit different, yeah. <laughs> so, so your background, Molly, it's diverse. There's a lot of all-American farm-style elements in the show and cooking, obviously, built into the program. But the dishes, you know, you've got a lot of range. Talk a little bit about some of that range that you're doing. And you've got certainly the obviously the, you know the Chinese cooking. You got some Italian dishes. It isn't just farm food on the show. It's farm food done in the style of me. <laughs> so <laughs> I consider myself now a farm girl, but of course I wasn't always that way. I mean, growing up in Glenview, the only farm that I really encountered was Wagner Farm, and occasionally we would go to Lamb Farm. Um, but my um, so my dad is Chinese, my mom is Jewish. I grew up in Glenview in the nineties. So right there, there's just a bunch of really rich, delicious food. And that is my number one source of inspiration. And so when I moved to northern Minnesota, to um, a little town right on the border of um, North Dakota, I looked around and realized, my gosh, if I want hot stickers or matzo ball soup or challah, I can't just drive a couple towns over to Once Upon a Bagel or I can't just go... I don't, I wonder if Dragon and North is still in Glenview. That was my favorite Chinese restaurant growing up. But I realized that if I wanted to eat a lot of these dishes that were so special to me growing up, I would have to make them. So I dove headfirst into that. And I love to make these dishes from scratch. I love to do all the Jewish holidays, all, all of the holidays in general, like these traditions that I grew up with. I all of a sudden living in kind of the middle of nowhere, I realized that if I was going to carry on these traditions, I was going to have to steer that ship. And at the same time, when I moved here, I discovered this incredible, rich cuisine that I didn't know growing up. I, I mean, I thought, you know, growing up in the Midwest, I moved to New York for college. And then when I came back to the Midwest, I didn't realize I would be introduced to so many new dishes. But let me tell you, the upper Midwest is quite different from the suburbs of Chicago it's, of course, very similar in a lot of ways, but there are a lot of dishes that I never heard of, like hot dish and lefta and um, a lot of Scandinavian dishes. And so 
at the same time that I'm bringing all of the dishes that I grew up with to the farm, I'm also learning about the surrounding cuisine and loving every bit of it. Well, I, yeah, I mentioned, of course, the fans will know about the episode of like the Juicy Lucy meatballs, right? So that was one of the things where you have that sort of a Minnesota kind of phenomenon that you see. It that, absolutely is. So yeah, how, Juicy Lucy's are so good. <laughs> right, right. I mean, even though it seems the same, you know, there's all these kind of different and unique things that happen on the cuisine side that are just part of that culture and that community so uh, you know it's obviously a hit you know multiple seasons emmy award you're doing all sorts of great things for the show like how did it happen and you know and then when you you know you're out there on this farm you know i just gotta think i know you know chico from uh, diners drivers and dives he's out in minnesota and there's there's people out there but was there any thought of all right molly this has been great but let's build like an exact replica of your farm like in la has there been any talk about (laughs) trying to move (laughs) i mean make it convenient I mean, right now, my commute consists of walking from my bedroom down the stairs in my robe to the kitchen, and I am not giving that up at all. I was, I've always wanted to work from home. I'm such a homebody. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to move out to the farm, too, was because I just, I love being at home. I love cooking. I, I love uh, just being in my area, and also having the kids was a total game changer, too. Right now, I have a eight, nine month old, and throughout the day as we're filming, like I'm able to still breastfeed her. So uh, the convenience is is huge for me. One of the things through the pandemic is there has just been a lot of diversity on the way things are filmed and just the you know how things can happen, how things can be done, and doing things in your home as well. But a little insight. So is there is there like a barn out back where like the crew lives, and then they come and make that walk a little <laughs> further than yours, but to the house? Or like how does how does like the show work? So we do have hotels in town. Um, so so they stay at a hotel and um, and then they come in and they kind of move into our house for a few weeks. And we actually for a while we were filming and I was living with the same kitchen. We had the one farm kitchen that um, my husband's grandparents built. We moved into this house. We moved to the barn. And then um, there, the first season that I had had Bernie, my older daughter, and had to basically feed her her purees around an entire film crew, I was like, okay, <laughs> we've got to add an addition. <laughs> so we've actually added on to our house where we now have our personal kitchen, that's where, you know, all of the after school snacks happen. That's where I feed the kids. And then we have my work kitchen, which I call the studio kitchen. And so that's where we film. And they're all connected, but we also have enough stores in the center where we can close them. And then if my kids are running around and screaming while we're filming, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> oh, I think that adds to the to the authenticity. When you think about this, you know, it's as all-American as a guest with Thanksgiving, but but when you're Molly Yeh, when you're an accomplished cookbook author, food television star, do you feel pressure to go beyond the turkey and stuffing, or do you kind of put your spin on things? What are you no. guys enjoying today? I am all about the classic, simple, nostalgic versions of things. So, like, I mean, we're doing pumpkin pie, we're doing stuffing, we're doing cranberry stuff. Nothing too fancy, but everything like the best version of its simple self. So like for the stuffing, you know, we're using all homemade bread and also all bread that I hoarded from Bernie's, the restaurant that we just opened and, and like homemade stock, nothing too off script with the seasoning. I just 
you know, I'm all about salt and pepper and butter. Just use the, the simple things, but make them good. And we've got mac and cheese inspired by Martha Stewart's recipe. Um, my husband makes pumpkin pie. And again, it's just like classic, simple, but all from scratch, all really tasty. Oh, it's, you have to have sort of a hot, maybe, I don't know, maybe you do have a holiday book in you, but when you write a book and it's a New York Times bestseller, like Molly on the Range, there's no doubt that another book is also a great idea. Right. And so you've got another book. Talk a little bit about the first one, yeah. that experience. Certainly you have that skill set on the blogging side and all that history. But when you come and see it as big and as successful as it is, and how does that first one lead into the next one? Is it sort of a, a connection or is it a standalone thing? Yeah. Talk about the books. Okay. So my first book, Molly on the Range, came out six years ago and it was an extension of the blog. It was a lot of big, extensive recipes that you can make when you have the time and you aren't chasing toddlers around on a weekend. And so it was like a lot of big parties and, and, and just a lot of big projects. Um, and that book told my story of moving from Glenview to New York out to the farm. Um, and then once I was finished writing Molly on the Range, I realized, okay, I think I know how to write a cookbook now <laughs> because writing a cookbook, it's not, only about developing the recipes and taking the pictures and writing the head notes. Like there are so many other little components that you're learning along the way. And so to be learning how to write a cookbook as you're writing a cookbook is a really challenging thing. And, and I felt burnt out from it for a good few years after that. But then writing Home is Where the Eggs Are, which just came out a little over a month ago, I felt more I felt like I knew more of what I was doing. And so I felt like I really could enjoy the process a lot more. It's almost like classic second child uh, <laughs> vibes, like where you're like, oh, yeah, it's totally fine. Oh, they just cute. They look fine. It's going to be fine. Like, you're so much more relaxed and you can just enjoy it more. And that was really how I felt with Home is Where the Eggs Are. Was I, it, it was pure enjoyment the entire time that I was writing it. It's recipes that I make for my family. Nothing is too complicated to make um, during a busy week. There, there's a lot of like busy weekday breakfast, a lot of busy weekday dinners, a lot of things that you can make on a weekend in big batches and either freeze or refrigerate and have throughout the week. Um, and, and smaller batch desserts that you don't have to feel like you need to throw a big party for in order to enjoy. It's like, Cookies for the cookie jar, just for your family. Don't share them. <laughs> so very, very much like a great daily recipes. You can make a lot of them while holding a toddler in one of your arms and cooking with the other arm. Um, and, and they're truly things that I eat on a regular basis with my family. See, that's it. You're still at the point. And I think part of the success of everything, whether it's the books or the TV shows or, or anything that you do is because it is authentic. You're putting yourself into it. And I think that your excitement and curiosity and enthusiasm for a lot of these things is, is contagious and people are excited about it. So we'll have links up at WGNRadio.com for all that. And Molly, as we let you go, for people want to, obviously they can watch Food Network. We'll have the times up uh, as well. But for social media wise, where can people go to keep up? Molly A on Instagram. That's pretty simple. Yeah. All right. It's, All right. Well, <laughs> th thanks, Molly. I appreciate you taking time out on Thanksgiving. Thanks so much, Zane. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving. 